Hey, hey, hey! Welcome to another episode of Tech Vine, the podcast where we talk about cool and interesting wine, and occasionally diss on it, and cool and interesting tech, and often diss on a bunch of other tech as well. Um, oh, goodness. I am your host, Colin Gallagher. It's been a long and punchy week, so buckle, buckle up, guys, because it's going to be a fun episode. Uh, I'm joined by Melissa Gooney-Green, who's also in the in the same mood I'm in. Hey, Melissa. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally punch drunk. It's been a year and a day. We're going to have fun tonight. Hello. <laughs> so and this... Scott, yeah, and, Scott, and we're joined by Scott Delandy, who accused hey. me of being half in the bottle, which is not true. Okay, so three quarters <laughs> in the bottle. So, like, I don't know what's going on, but it's like the two of you were, like, shot out of a cannon. So, um... Well, you're just going to have to catch up, Scott. <laughs> okay, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Yeah. That's, you know, something yeah. that yeah. I'm not used to, but okay, we'll let it go. Yeah, Scott, I promised on Facebook to defenestrate someone or something today, and I have yet to do that. So we there are a few hours left in the day to do that. So. What, oh, what, mercy, what are you, Scott. What are you in gonna, trouble. What are you going to do? <laughs> defenestrate. Defenestrate? Yes. Def- is that I, – oh, I don't no. know if that's legal. Yeah, I don't know if that's legal in Massachusetts. <laughs> it depends on how tall the building is. Oh, okay. All right. Good to know. Yeah. Oh, um, boy. All right, but your the show. To- oh, God, if I see the sinking. Um, anyhow, the topic for tonight's episode are our wine is French, but pas de Bordeaux, because we've done Bordeaux before, and our technology is technology in TV and movies. Woo-hoo. Um, so that's where the dissing may come in. At least I have a little bit of dissing there. Um, It'll be fun. Yeah, I have a long list of notes for that. Um, but since Melissa was looking at the wine bottle earlier, let's start with Melissa. Yeah, yeah. So I was looking at my wine bottle because I was figuring out how the heck I'm going to pronounce this. My um, ghetto, non-speak, French-speaking um, rear end here has no idea how to go about this. So I'm going to try Pouilly Fuis. Pouilly Fousset. Yes. <laughs> So I butchered the the bejesus out of it, but it's a Chardonnay from 2019. Nice. And for a Chardonnay, which I don't usually care for, it's actually quite delightful. Hold up the label for a second. Yep. The, the only reason I know how to pronounce that is because my parents used to get that wine periodically. So yes. Oh, very, very nice. nice. Yes, say, yes, yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Very nice. nice pick. Nice pick. Yes, yes. And, 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 and how does it taste? Buttery? A little bit of wood in it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's got a hint of oak and oh. a hit, hint of honey, which I think is why I like it. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Cool. Yeah, I mean, uh, again, wine geek time. Uh, um, Chardonnay, is, is, sorry, Chardonnay is one of the few white wines that they go through malolactic from, uh, fermentation. The secondary fermentation that produces those buttery flavors normally in red, so that's why it's, it's it can be hit or miss for people like white because it's 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 done in a more red style than than a white style. Right on. It's probably why I like it. Yep. <laughs> and Scott, you, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, so I'm just drinking a red. Um, I went and I, I have to admit, I was very overwhelmed by the French wine selection. I mean, there's a lot, and I don't mm-hmm. drink a lot of French wine, so I don't. I'm definitely out of my normal comfort zone as far as, you know, knowing what to get and, and, and what I like. So I didn't want, I was going to go with the white, but I was afraid I was going to be mocked by my co-hosts. So I did not go with white. So I went with a red and I knew the instructions were no Bordeaux. So I avoided anything that had, I was basically looking for two things, actually three things. I was looking for um, a, um, a red wine that was not a Bordeaux. Um, I was looking for something that was reasonably priced because, you know, that some of that stuff is like, you know, it's over $100 for a bottle. And there's many of those that fit that kind of price point. So I didn't want to go all too crazy in, in terms of that. But the third deciding factor and probably the most important in the decision was picking a label that I knew I could pronounce. So this is a Chateau de Bellevue. So can't screw that one up. Um, and it did not say it was a Bordeaux, but in researching the wine, first thing that comes up is Chateau de Bellevue is a Bordeaux. So I it wasn't so it wasn't on the label. I didn't know any better. Um, I took a shot in the dark. It's a it was like a twenty five dollar bottle. Um, very good. Um, it's, it's a good red. Um, it has definitely a kind of. Um, I would describe 
you know, heavy on the on kind of the cherry sort of berry flavor. I can definitely taste that. Um, it's not sweet. It is. I'd say it's a pretty heavy wine. Um, very much like a like a more of a Merlot than a Cab. Um, but um, but good. But good. I would uh, I would drink it again if I wasn't too embarrassed to try and order a. Uh, a French wine, so uh, so, so good, good choice. Couple good, yeah. I mean, I mean, one of the Bordeaux grapes is Merlot, so that explains why it tastes like a bit Merlot. Um, and the does it does it say anything? Does it doesn't say, you know, it's from a Bordeaux controlled region? Does it say it is? It place? is. It's so in the research, it is a Bordeaux controlled region, oh. and um, it is a Lusic Saint Emilion. Saint Emilion, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's the town. That's the town I referred to before, at the top of the hill with great wine, where I biked up and. See, died. I I knew that. No, I didn't know that. I wish I knew that. I could have told you that. Yes, that's why I got it. But it's actually it's imported from uh, from California, so the uh, the it's a you know a, a West Coast importer of the mm. wine. Um, but but again, good. Not a not a, a pretty mm. decent value. Um, I would I would definitely drink this all day long. Mm. No, I love some of the wines. But that's a low bar, so, yeah. you know. No, no, no well, they're good. You know, I, I follow the rules. Mine's from yeah. Burgundy. So. Uh, Let, I let's, know. Let's move I on. Know. Let's move on. What are you, what are you drinking, Colin? You, you, so I, I, am, I am drinking a Chateauneuf de Pop. I almost got that. And then I was like, I'm pretty sure... I I I've already done that, <laughs> or okay. or it was familiar yeah. to me that I was yeah, like, I think, uh, yeah, I, I think I, this is safe. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I did it for a couple reasons. Um, one is I actually shut up to pop is my second or third favorite French wine style, mm-hmm. um, and um, it has a lot of interesting history around it. Um, you know, it means the new the the chateau of, of the new pope, yeah. the house of the new pope, and it's it gets its name because. Um, it comes from the Avignon region, which is, remember, if you know your history, Pope Clement the Fifth or somebody, I think, I did look it up earlier this week, um, moved the, 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 the papistry from Rome to Avignon. And so they created this wine, Appellation, named after that. Um, but the other interesting thing is that Chateauneuf de Pop um, has two of my favorite grapes in it, which you really can't get in many other wines, Grenache and Mouvedre. Yay. Which, which tend to be dark, jammy reds. And, you know, they're, they're often used for blending in other reds. But here, they're the primary ones. So it creates a much heartier, you know, sort of chewy wine, which I really, really like. Um, and this one is um, the one, you know, then they blend it. But the nice thing is, well, that's, the other interesting thing is that official Chateauneuf de Pop wines, unlike Bordeaux, which we talked about, you know, there's, there's Merlot, there's Cabernet, Sauvignon, and then two or three other um, grapes they can blend in to stay official. There are 13 different grapes you can blend <laughs> and, and still be a Chateauneuf de Pop. So you can get a large variety in there as well. So, um, um, but generally, you get a, a Grenache or a Mourvedre or both as the primary one. So, um, so that's what I am drinking. And I am drinking a, a Chateau de Buscatel Condoulet Rouge 2018. Mm. Um, got it from wine.com for $33. Um, so shout out to our friends at wine.com. Um, because I was looking for a good one because I didn't have any in stock. Um, and again, it's, it's chewy, it's, it's medium to full bodied, um, you know, uh, I'm not overly spicy, nicely, well blended. Um, very, very excited and, and you know, happy to have, have, have these back. Cause I have, I haven't had one of a shot enough to pop in a while. So, you know, you know, you know who turned me on to shot enough to pop Scott, um, it, you'd never guess. Well, okay. I it's, I think I so could it have been a individual with the initials BB? No, no. Oh, so he was a he was a fan. He was yeah. Yeah, no. Well, he oh, was actually, definitely... I have to hit him up. I have to hit him up. By the way, well, he reached out to me last week and asked last week and asked me if I wanted to work in in uh, Maui. Uh. <laughs> Dang it! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you should, because then we can come and visit. Yeah. Yes. And so. I said, hell yes! I said, hell yes! I'll make that work. Apparently, Oracle is moving their headquarters to Maui. Mm. Um, oh yeah, yeah, right. Larry has decided that he wah, wants, like, only Larry wah, can move the entire wah. company. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I will suck it up. I will suck it up at work. Really? I live in Maui. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Fair to live in Maui, maybe. But, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, not in San Francisco, but live in Maui. Yeah, um, 
Actually, I got to follow up with it. But um, no, it was a, a, an individual who you've probably forgotten about. Initial CG. CG. So had a very similar job to mine for a long time. Huh. Chris okay. Garath. Chris Garath. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. He was a big shot enough to pop fan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's back when you were rubbing elbows with all the big wigs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, funny story. Someone reached out to me. Someone I know from VMware reached out to me and said, "Oh, this is." A, I was like, "Oh, that's in Chad's group." And I said, "Oh no," but I was like, "But I was like, oh, you know all the execs." <laughs> it's like, mm. <laughs> I know oh, the execs yeah. who come from VMC. Yeah, um, but. Um, uh, so I was going to say, um, but the, the just a little tidbit about French wine and why French wine seems intimidating is because French wine, unlike in the U.S., it's not named for a varietal. It's named for a region. Right. And so you need to know a little something about the region in order to understand the wine. Um, and, but, you know, again, if you if you pick, hopefully we've taught you a little bit of Bordeaux today. We're going to talk to you a little bit of Chateauneuf de Pop today. We'll, we'll go back and do a couple of the regions over time. Uh, we just talked about Champagne before, which is also a region, by the way, guys. Um, and so you learn about these different regional styles and what, what gets blended in them. And then once you realize that, it's it's a bunch of similar grapes that you may or may not have had um, that you um, that you can then, um, you know, you can then, you know, make some more approachable. Um, but, yeah, so... Um, there are something like at least 14 different regions, official wine growing regions in France with names that are controlled. Um, and anything else that's grown outside of those or even inside of those that doesn't meet the criteria is called Van de Pais, wine of the country. And so if you look for that, that means it's a sort of a, a not, um, it's not grown through one of the official controlling regions or, or controlling regional bodies yet. But, um, and then and the, so, but, but I think the point was, and, and you made this and, and I, I, it makes total sense is, the reason, the reason why I never see anybody drinking French wine, it's because it's excellent. It really is. It's very, very good. But people are intimidated by it because they don't see, you know, the particular varieties that they're used to. There is, you know, they're, like I got a Bordeaux. It didn't even say it was a Bordeaux. So, you know, how was I? St- but the region is definitely that's where it, where it comes from. So it's uh, it can be intimidating because you're just looking at some name that, you you literally are embarrassed to try and say to you know if you're out at a restaurant or something you would never order that because it's like oh my god i'd be so embarrassed because you're going to mangle the pronunciation on the bottle melissa's shaking her head no 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 no, you, no you point my you're point like, uh, i'll take this one and you point. <laughs> <laughs> oh. yes <laughs> Yep. <laughs> my, my French is awful. I just have memorized certain things. I mean, I, my, my French, wow, well, my French is good enough to get me through a, a traumatic head injury in France. Oh. Uh, in the room. <laughs> I guess it's not that bad then. But my French is not great. My French is not great. Um, um, but um, yeah, just just go, po- point and make it out. No one's going to give you shit for it. Um, you know, we aren't we aren't in France. <laughs> don't do that in France. <laughs> yeah, uh, don't do that here, in France. <laughs> but here, here, yeah, Pro-tip. and I guarantee you, like you know, even some of the sommeliers I've met, you know, um, have mispronounced things. Um, but yeah, just the other the other point I want to go back to just quickly on my Chateauneuf de Pop. Um, if you like Chateauneuf de Pop, the other region you should try is the Rhone region. Yes. which is the greater region around that. Again, very, very similar wines, leveraging the same grapes. Rhone is easier, easier to say than Chateauneuf de Pop. Um, um, you know, again, they blend it with a few more different grapes, but again, basically the same. And by the way, and I was like this GSM um, variety. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my social media profiles actually says, if you know what a GSM is, you know, <laughs> let's talk. Um, <laughs> um, and it, it's Grenache, Syrah, Mouvedre. Um, and in, again, because Chateauneuf de Pop is A, hard to say, and B, a controlled a controlled phrase like champagne is, et cetera. Um, sometimes you'll see, particularly in Australian wines, they'll do a Rhone or a, or a Chateauneuf de Pop blend, and they'll call it a GSM on the label, which I think is really, really cool to see. It. So, so it's, it's getting a little cachet as, a, as an alternate brand. Um, cool. Okay. Ooh. Now, now I'm mostly through my first class, Scott. Now you can give me shit. Yes. No, no, you're fine. You're fine. But Melissa, Melissa is finally dressed today. She's in a sport coat and everything. Mm-hmm. Not a sport coat, a blazer. A we blazer, wear sport okay. coats. Oh. She wears oh, a blazer. Oh, right, right, right. Because no, it can't yes. be the same word for, well, no. for male and female. No. 
Yeah, I'm 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 a little dressed up. I had an interview for an editorial director position today, so I was the interviewer. And normally my work garb is t-shirts and hoodies, and while I run the community team, and that is perfectly acceptable, um, I thought it might be nice to, to, like, show that I took this as seriously as hopefully they were. So naturally, they showed up in a t-shirt, and I was like... (laughs) 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 You're like, I'm the boss, bitch. Yeah, I'm still the boss, so (laughs) it's fine. So, um... Yeah, that's that's why I'm wearing the the gear today. It also helped through a tough meeting with some stakeholders who uh, were none too happy until until I explained what was going on. That actually, I, I need to do that again. I used to, I used to do that for physical meetings, for the EMC. When I knew I had a tough meeting, or something I would try and be the best dressed person in the room, and it would give me yep. like at least a psychological advantage for myself, if not you know a perceived advantage over them. You know. Yeah. yeah, it gives them a visual cue that you've yeah. got your stuff together, mm-hmm. you know, and that you yeah. know what's going on and that you can mm-hmm. you can navigate mm-hmm. these waters even yeah. if they're tough. Yep, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. But I'm trying to see because you're, you're a dark blazer on a dark chair. Shoulder pads or not? No. Oh, no. actually, there might be some padding yeah. built in, but they're not shoulder pads, no. I've yeah. already got, like... I've got I've got good shoulders on, so, so I avoid shoulder pads at all costs. Because that's a bit unusual in women's jackets, generally. I mean, you know, now we're talking eighty shoulder pads, but even still, yeah. No, no, no. There's almost always shoulder pads in these things, yeah, and yeah. you've got to you've got to either tear them out or um, navigate mm-hmm. around them. There, there's some slight padding in here, but mm-hmm. it's not like actual shoulder mm-hmm. pads. I miss the 80s jackets. Anyhow, <laughs> Scott, what were you going to say? You well, walk around say, looking I'm, like a football player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm not wearing shoulder pads. Yes, no. You know, you're wearing I, a t-shirt. I, 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 do have a, I do have a Spanx t-shirt on, sucking everything in, so I'll admit <laughs> that. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no. Um, so I've got nowhere to go with that. But um, um, on the technology side. Yeah, the technology <laughs> side. We were, we were talking about... about we were talking. You, you're the host, Colin. Okay, so okay, okay. We, yeah. So we, we, were, we were talking about tech and movies and TV, the good, the bad, and the ugly. What we really liked, what we hated, and sort of what we wish you know could be done differently. Um, By the way, I, so now, so now, I'm sorry to go back. So on the fashion point, so when I do calls, what I do is I go out and I like so for work calls, I go find like old shirts from old trade shows, old product launches, old whatever it is. And I'll and I will wear those, and it's actually kind of funny because a lot of people will ask, "Hey, how what wh- what year is that shirt from? Where'd you get that? Whatever." So they they will recognize it, and I mean, some of the stuff is like really old, right? So even you know the the um, Cloud Defender mm-hmm. things older than Cloud Defender, and when I wear the Cloud Defender, you taking a picture? Mm-hmm. That's my job. We should do that right now while we're thinking about it. So anyway, so that's what I do is I like to take the, um, you know, it's kind of like, you know, like a, a Rolling Stones, you know, concert T-shirt that you're wearing from, you know, the mm-hmm. concert that you're at, you know, X amount of years ago, X yeah. amount of decades ago or whatever it is. So, um, but yeah, so that's generally what I'll wear for, you know, when I, when I do like real calls. I'm sorry. So we're talking about technology. Yeah, so technology. So uh, I'm going to take one thing off the table because mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a major pet peeve of mine. But I'm just going to. I know you. I know what you're going to say, and I have it on my list, and I already crossed it off. Go ahead. Why is that? Because I don't want to even talk because like the mention of the word mainframe. Oh, oh. that's not where I thought you were going. So okay. many and, things. Any, any, any like, TV it's show that uses the word mainframe, uh, <laughs> it, it immediately destroys it for me. It's awful. Um, but um, it can't be unless you're talking about like CKD devices, and you know, in the, you follow it by the, the you know the channel or you know some some other equally obscure mainframe word. Um, yes, no, no, none of these shits are mainframe. So yeah, so we'll take mainframe off the table. But other than that, what was on your list, Scott? What was the one you? you well, so I, I so I I didn't know where we were gonna go with this. So I have like a couple of lists mm-hmm. uh, going just from a you know a a technology topic. Um, I always love when they talk about, you know, some of the, uh, you know, algorithm algorithms around things like encryption. So there's a lot of like, you know, everybody gets kind of like security and they'll talk about encryption and, you know, everybody talks about, you know, the, uh, the dark web and, you know, all of that. And so that's, you know, all right, I'll pay attention to that. Um, but the, the one show, and this is where I thought you were going that I, that I, I kind of liked was, uh, Silicon Valley. 
right? So that was the HBO series. And the only thing I liked about it is that they were talking about compression algorithms. And this was back, you know, a few years oh. ago where where we were all paddling, you know, this was like a big vendor food fight around, you know, whose thing could, you know, have better data reduction than the other guys. And it was like everybody would talk about, you know, the the implementation of the protocol and the in the in the algorithm and, you know, is it an L Z, you know, twenty two or L Z seventy seven. And matter of fact, so it's funny, some of these algorithms that are still in use today were things that were invented in the late seventies. And so it's still kind of like the same basic code as far as how the algorithm works. And there's a little bit of tweaking based on the types of data sets that get ingested. But but I did like I did like Silicon Valley. I love the product placement piece of that because, you know, as somebody in the, you know, in 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 the circle, when you see, you know, real technology being stood up and the lights are blinking, you're like, oh no, I know exactly what that thing is. I know the model number, I know what it does. So that was that was kind of cool, but it wasn't something that like would translate to other people you watching the show with. They were like, yeah. "Why are you getting so excited?" It's like, "Oh my god!" They just said, you know, whatever. So there, there was a coffee shop in Mountain View, um, on Castro Avenue. I can't remember the name of it. Maybe it's something with a red or something. And like downstairs, they just you know it was a coffee shop, but they upstairs they had a seating area, and then you walked upstairs, and it literally could have been a scene out of out of out of. Um, out of the show like people would pop up and look around it was like literally totally geeks are sitting there yeah so it was very it was a lot of inside baseball but it was it was definitely very fun if you, you know, if you played on that team yeah, yes so, yeah it was yeah. it was it so you know it was it was a decent enough show uh, but like the cool part of it was you know they were pretty good about the technology no yeah very good yeah. um in, in terms startup of startup life yeah 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 right the startup life yes all all of that and the you know the characters were definitely eccentric and you know, I think I've worked with a few of them along the way. Um, so I thought that was that was a decent representation of kind of, you know, the not not quite the day to day, but, you know, um, in terms of, you know, how that technology gets applied and kind of the value associated with that, with the technology. Yeah. So that no, was, and that I was still good. use that show when I talk about AI and, and pattern recognition and what it takes to train AI. I used um, I used the, the hot dog analogy there. I was like, remember that? Nice. Remember they were building? Yes. They were build, They were building an app to tell if it was a hot dog or not, which yes. I'm sure was hot dog, code for no something hot else. Dog. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Um, and how you know, and it it literally takes like a million images to train an, an algorithm to tell if it's a hot dog or not. You know, and then you have yeah. to deal with you know colors and cut off and et cetera. So you know, yeah. Imagine what Facebook has to do to to, to do detect if you're posting a picture of your hot dog. <laughs> right? <laughs> someone's well, actually got it. Someone's got the job of feeding those algorithms, those pictures oh, of the algorithm. <laughs> I'm vegan, if anybody asks. So just... <laughs> so, oh goodness! So, so that was that was what I had, and I thought as soon as you went to, you can't talk about this. I thought you would because that's like such an obvious, you know. No. For, for I thought that would be like a total obvious one, but I I did. So I was thinking about you know, so like. I, I think about like kids today, so they watch shows and the shows have, you know, something about technology and it can really be anything related to technology because a lot of the things that they show are things that are available today, right? Like some of these concepts around, you know, AI and, and um, some of the things around, you know, drones and all that stuff. I mean, these, these are things that years ago, you know, these were like, oh my God. And so the, the shows that I thought about when I, when I grew up now, remember, when I say shows that when oh. I grew up, I am a tenured member of the over 40 club. Okay. So I have tenure in the over 40 club. So that's why I can reference some of these. So I don't know how well these will resonate with, with the general audience. But the, the show that I remember that like you think about today is um, the $6 million man. That was like one of my favorite shows. So it was about an astronaut who got into this horrific accident and he lost um, the ability for, you know, some of his, you know, um, um, physical, um, um, you know, his arm and his eyes, whatever. He lost the ability to use these things. So they, the, the premise was they spent $6 million to basically build, you know, artificial limbs, artificial eyes, like all these things to make him basically superhuman. Yep. And now Austin. Steve Austin, right? We can rebuild them. We can make them better. We can make them faster, stronger. We that whole thing, right? We have the technology, right? And so mm -hmm. I, I think about that and it's like, you know, people look at that and they're like, oh my God, the, the, 
we expect this today because we've seen it. We know that, you know, this is a, a, an available piece of technology. Now, there's a lot of things that need to be done to improve it and make it available for anybody that, that needs it. But the, the concept of taking somebody and being able to bolt on, you know, a, a, um, a mechanical arm or to put something in the eye so that they could see and not just see, but be able to have supervision. Like back in the day, it was like, oh, my God, that was amazing. Could you just imagine now today? It's just like, oh, yeah, I mean, we literally, you could. Yeah. yeah, we can do that. We have the, we literally have the technology. But it was a yeah, good maybe, it, maybe I, not the super strength, but we certainly we can certainly, you know, rebuild most of those body parts today. Yeah. yeah. So that was that was one show that came to mind. And then the other show was Night Rider. The whole thing about Night Rider oh. is you had oh yeah, you had this you had this I believe it was a Camaro or it was a, a, nope. a Trans Am or it what was, was it? Trans Am. It I was the Trans Am. Okay, so it, it was it a Trans Am. It definitely was not a Camaro. No. <laughs> but, but the whole premise was here's a self driving car. Mm-hmm. Which Back then, it was like, oh, my God, could you imagine getting into a car and letting the car drive and come and pick you up? And, of course, it had all these and other special to you. Yeah. And it, it, <laughs> it just didn't talk to you. It had, like, intelligent, like, advisory um, conversations with you where it was like, and well, snark. I would. So much yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, 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 you know, you watch that show as, as, as a, well, uh, as a, for you guys, an infant. For others, a young no, adult. No, 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 no. I was I was young enough that when um, one of the kids in my high school got a um, like a a ripoff of the Knight Rider car, that I wanted to date him. Like, <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not I'm not gonna have any shame about that. <laughs> well, that well. So you're in the over thirty club, a tenured yeah. member of the over thirty club. Right? Yeah, uh, sure. Um, so but 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 if you remember the time you went you went from um oh my god uh uh she's i I totally lost the name of the with the general lee what am i thinking of um that's dukes of hazard Hazard. Hazard. you went from the dukes of hazard where you had you know this you know uh dodge whatever it was you know jumping over bridges and then you went to this self-driving car it was like oh my god could you just imagine so those were again from a tech in tv perspective those were the two things that i was thinking about um today i I have more and i know i've been talking an awful lot i'll give you my my the one that i had the most hope for that i really 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 wanted to get into but i just couldn't was westworld because you know the the first season was very good the second season was okay the third season I, it was unwatchable. It was just an absolute oh, train wreck. You kill me. I, I, I'm sorry. I could not. I and I tried and I tried and I tried and it was just like I I don't understand what's going on. I don't know who any of these characters are. This is all so confusing. I I, I could like go back and rewatch them all and try and piece it all together. But I really that was one of the ones that I really 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 wanted to um to get into. Um, but for, for for some reason, I just I just could. Yeah, fair. Um, the Dukes of Hazard car, by the way, is a Dodge Charger. Charger, yes, right. <laughs> Got That's it. why when when I can, I rent a Charger, Scott. It's literally yes, it's hardwired to my brain. <laughs> like literally, we've we've told oh. the story about me driving the Charger in a snowstorm in Massachusetts. But the I point love is, those we did. Games. You, they have no handling it. too. <laughs> Yes, exactly. She almost died. I almost killed the freaking candidate, the freaking college student. Oh God, poor um, thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I actually like Westworld, Scott, and I think the, the tech. I mean, what, what I like about Westworld, and I think some, I was gonna say this uh, is anyhow, some of the best shows about where technology is foundational don't discuss the underlying technology. It's assumed. It's there. The fact they can do it. They don't talk about you know, you know, the fact that you know. It's, you know, it's a 32 gigahertz processor or you can store, you know, two gigs of memory or whatever it happens to be. They sort of gloss over that, which brings me to one of my downsides, which was The Last Jedi, I thought was an awful Star Wars movie because they got too deep into the technology. Like, when do they ever talk about, like, fuel in Star Wars? Like, we've seen, you know, seven other movies and they've never talked about fuel. They've never refueled anywhere. You know, that happens in the back and you see things happening. But, but no one's ever said, oh, my fuel level's low. I'm, I'm at my bingo point. I have to turn around, you know? Like, no one has ever said that. It was always assumed that it was there and plentiful. And, and that, that completely destroyed that movie for me. Well, among other things, but yeah. 
which one, one of them. which one was the one you didn't like it was the Re- return of skywalker what no the last jedi the last the, the, jedi the, the oh okay one the middle one yeah the middle yeah. one <laughs> all right i i yeah, I would have to. I'd have to watch them again. I watch them all the time. Remember, the whole but, uh, premise was they were running out of fuel and they couldn't jump into hyperspace. Oh, that's right. right that's right. Yeah. That's so the right. whole premise was built around this this stupid concept that you know, so they'd never brought up in the entire you know you know series ever. So it, I, it's 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 like they built an exhaust pipe right in the middle of this big planet and you could just blow it up by throwing a hand grenade down the tube, right? <laughs> kind of the same thing. It doesn't yeah, make yeah. sense. Why would you do it that way? Yeah. But um, but no. So the, um, in terms of like, I have been most. Fa- I mean, I, I think I've talked about this before, but um, upload. Yes. Yes. Um, I love upload, upload. Is fantastic from a technology point of view. It's awesome. It's awesome. Um, it's on Amazon Prime uh, TV. It um, it is it is the best description of a virtual world I have seen to date. The technology matches. They the stories are interesting. Um, it's it's really really well done, and they just started filming season two. Um, so yeah, I'm was... so excited for season two. But yeah, 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 I'm I'm with you there. It's 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 a cool people story yeah. and a cool technology story, mm-hmm. and yeah. um, I'm excited. To yeah, and the technology is prominent. Unlike, you know, like yeah. unlike what I just said is the technology is there. It's present. It plays it plays a huge role in the fact. And Scott, the premise is people when they die. If you if you you can get you can get your brain destructively scanned before you die, and uploaded into one of these you know multiple different you know vacation virtual, resort type yeah, yeah, virtual, yeah. virtual yeah. worlds yeah yeah uh, I'm yeah. looking at it right now created by Greg Daniels yes yeah yeah, yeah. who is who's should I know that name uh, he did oh Jesus what, he did King of the Hill he was the guy that wrote uh, oh. King of the Hill hmm. oh, okay. It's it's and, very snarky too. It's it it's it, it's it's well written and it's fun. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. No. No. Actually, I just clicked the button. So uh, he was on The Office. He wrote for The Office. He wrote for Saturday Night Live, The Simpsons, um, King of the Hill. That's where I remember it from. Is the uh, his name being on the uh, the King of the Hill uh, credits? So all right. Yeah, so it, it's yeah. a it's a comedy, right? Yes. It's a, yeah. It's a comedy. Yeah. It's a comedy. Yeah. All right. All right. It's a comedy about a guy who dies and gets scanned into a virtual world and trying all to right. deal with yeah. It's 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 well done. Yeah. Yeah, my my inventory of stuff stuff to watch is getting pretty low, so I will definitely have to um, have to check that out. Maybe I'll binge that. Yeah, they did the technology really, really well. They give you enough detail. Again, as you know, as as a you know a technophile or a techie, like I will, I pay attention to things. I listen to words. I you know I listen if they use you know mainframe, dark web, you know all these bullshit words, and they avoided all of those, and they 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 did it really well. Yeah, and the stuff they did mention actually worked in in context, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to watch a, a movie that is based on technology, especially if they get the technology right with people who aren't in technology because like you get so excited when somebody says something they're like, well, what are you, why are you so excited? It's like, oh my God, they're talking about, you know, how they're compressing a file or they're talking about, you know, this encrypted hard drive yeah. and, you know, yeah. it's a, you know, two factor yeah. authenticate or whatever it is, right? It's like, oh my yeah. God. It's, and they don't it's get hard it. either way. It's hard yeah, either way yeah. because when you're triggered, people are like, "Can't you just get over it? It's words." <laughs> like, yeah. <you> know? <clears throat> yeah. My uh, my other my other good one, by the way, is and I just realized this last night because I haven't seen the, the last season because um, um, I was watching something else that Rami Malek was in was Mr. Robot. Hmm. So I've Mr. heard. Robot? I I have not, but I've heard a whole. Oh, okay. oh you must watch Mr. Robot. Must right. watch Mr. It, Robot. Got it. It, it is. Um, it is all. It's all about hacker culture, in in the modern day world. You know, this isn't hackers or sneakers back in the nineties, etc. <laughs> yes, okay. yes. Which 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 is on, on my shit list of technology movies. Um, we have we have my to hack into Yeah. So so sneakers. We have to hack into this uh, computer. How do we have to do it? Well, we have to break into the data center. Whoa! Time out. Yeah. <laughs> Wrong approach. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, again, it's 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 it, I mean it's Rami Malek's first major role, um, and so and he's fantastic and he's creepy in all the, all the right ways. Um, it's got some great female tech leads in it as well. You know the women are you know are equally geeky, and um, and what's this? Oh shit! I forgot the name of it. Um, uh, oh come on! Um, someone Google it for me quickly. Uh, he played in um, his. Uh, he was in Heather's. Come on, um, 
he was he was the male lead in Heather's. Um, uh, um, any, um, oh, uh, Christian Slater. Christian Slater. Christian yes. Slater. Right. Christian Slater. Yeah. Christian Slater sort of plays the hacker organizer, and he is super scary and freaky, and like it's it's so well done. It's it's anyhow. It's um and the the they they go deep into the tech right and you know and but they go deep enough that the average person can sort of still follow it so they don't go super super geek but again it's accurate it's 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 not you know it's not fake you know i mean there's some artistic licenses taken because they have to do that you know but it's really well done it's an amazing story it's it's super interesting about you know just it's a super interesting story about what's real and what's not real and who's the villain and it's it's just you know it's it's PK Dick worthy of, of a plot in general so it's really well done so yeah yeah and, and the first two seasons were incredible and the, and the third season is waiting for me yeah so yeah exciting yeah and Melissa you what what's on your uh, tech movie likes <sighs> okay um from a show perspective I really love um kind of going back to Star Trek and talking to the computer and asking the computer to do it to do stuff for you, especially now that we have Amazon devices in our house and you can rename, um, the, the default basic, um, Amazon queue to computer. So I can walk through my house and be like, computer, blah, blah, blah. And tell it to do it. It's the coolest damn thing ever. Like it makes me so happy. Oh my God. (laughs) So that, that would make me feel a lot better because I feel like sometimes, you know, the relationship is like, sometimes you know, you know who will ignore me, and it's like, yeah. oh my god, did I do something wrong? And then I try rephrasing it, and it's like, okay, she doesn't know what I'm. She talking still ignores about. you, even when you name her computer. Like, oh. she still ignores and, you, especially but women. To have, She's but really to have great just, at ignoring women. Oh, um, but but to, <laughs> but to just have this generic sort of call out. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, I like yeah. that a lot. As well for the same, the other device, the Apple device, that would be nice for that one as well. Yeah, yeah, because we have an Alex, so using Alexa does not work for us. <laughs> so it's either Amazon or computer for us. But mm. um, but the computer one makes me happy because of Star Trek and computer. Uh, yes, <laughs> computer. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, like the things that trigger me are way more. There, there are much more of them. So um, special I, shout I, out. I, I, I am so in love with that idea, and that'll be like when I get up tomorrow morning. That's gonna be like the first project I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go in and I'm gonna change that because the whole thing with <laughs> saying the name, you know who? Yeah. It's this branded name, and it's mm-hmm. just it's like I, I feel like I'm in a commercial when I do it. Yeah. But I like the idea of just using the generic label on that. That will go a long way to helping me with this whole automation phase that I've been, I've been going through. Yeah. Um, and then you don't end up like that guy in her, right? <laughs> Where you're in love with the computer. <laughs> Again, but, I'm a yes. vegan, so I don't know what you're talking about. So. But yeah, like on the other side of the thing of the others, on the other side of things, there are a lot of things that kind of trigger me out there about like technology and shows. Um, the biggest one that like makes me want to throw things is um in Brooklyn Nine Nine season six? There's there's an episode called Ticking Clock, and they bring in Samwise Gamgee, um to to be their network security expert, and and fix this stuff. And I can tell you that that man has no idea what computers are. <laughs> so he's 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 talking like everything's in trouble and and their critical system that has all of the um all the witness protection data is at risk, right? And and they're saying it's devastating, it's devastating. And they're like, the hacker has already used, and he literally says, an ARP to resolve the host name with the DNS server. <laughs> and every time that line comes on, I have to leave the room <laughs> because I get so mad. No, <laughs> like, the hacker has already... Taking a breath so he can actually talk. <laughs> and I'm like, y'all just threw a bunch of words in there that's that made him sound like smart, except for he mispronounced them and now he sounds like an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> like, but also it has nothing to do with it. It's like it has nothing like, to do with hacking. Yes, do, like, it has nothing to do with hacking. Nobody's in danger when you do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, every time you use the web you do that, honey, okay? Yes. So every time I get mad enough to leave the room and every time everybody that's in the room with me is like, Oh, here she goes again. <laughs> Why is she so mad? And then like on the other side of that, 
just about any movie you go see, and this is especially true for things like Mission Impossible, Born, um, uh, James Bond, all those. You all go those. into yeah, the yeah. data center, and they've got like a USB stick or or some kind of thing that plugs into a port somewhere. And you go in, and all the cables are neat, and there's an open port. And you're just like, boom. <laughs> and I'm like... <laughs> And I'm like, bitches, I did this for a decade, okay? A decade. There is never an open port. Uh, oh, the, my God. And, and and the cables are very rarely neat. <laughs> you want to make it real? Have that process take about half a day where the guy's in there sweating and looking around going, oh, no, I can't find a place to plug this in without disrupting something that's going on. Um, because if I do that, they'll notice... <laughs> and freaking out like that's the real story that's the real story y'all <laughs> that, that is actually i know it's not sexy but that's the real story i've never thought about that but that's totally that true. is like, that is that is actually really good there, there are no open ports what are you gonna plug there's nothing to plug anything into that's like rule number never. one it's like yeah. no no all the ports fact, are always used matter of fact half of, <laughs> half of the half of the shit sitting around it has nothing to do with other than the facts that we needed more things to be able to plug into so oh my god that's a good one <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's it was it was fun kind of looking through things i knew i was going to mention the brooklyn 991 because i've watched that um probably end to end all the seasons at least twice wow um, just because, you know, comedy, I've, I've been yeah. in a, on a comedy kick. It's like, I need something to cheer me up. Mm. I, I don't want to pay attention. I just, I just need something happy on. And until that episode comes on, I'm perfectly fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then that one. <laughs> so. so I'll what give you this one. Uh, go ahead. Colin. I was going to say, what triggers you, Scott? So, um, a movie that I just watched, and it was about a month ago. It was a snowstorm, whatever it was. There was nothing going on, and it just happened to be available on uh, HBO, and it was just it just showed up. I was like, "Oh man, I haven't seen that movie in, in a million years." All right, I'll watch it. So it was a uh, two thousand and one Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. So and and I've seen it before, and I've seen it like a hundred years ago, and oh. it was like I yeah yeah. So so I watched it. And everybody remembers the whole Hal part where, you know, you know, what are you trying to do? That whole thing where mm -hmm. he, he disables it and everybody like remembers that part. But I watched the movie beginning to end. And then after I watched the movie, I actually did a little bit of research about what was the movie about. And like after watching it and then reading about the whole thing with the with the obelisk and where that comes from and why that's there. I mean, I won't spoil it, but I will say this. Um if you got a couple hours to kill, watch the movie and then Google what is the movie about, and you'll like read that and you'll be like, "Oh my God, how did I how did I miss that?" Because it had nothing to do with the computer. It had more to do with you know the the dawn of man. The first you know ten minutes of the movie has more to do about what happens in the first ten minutes and the last ten minutes of the movie than the parts that everybody remembers about that movie. Hmm. Do you guys know what I'm, do you know what I'm talking yeah. about? Or you haven't been, I do, yeah. yeah. What do Colin, you got, so what am I talking about? Just out of curiosity. Stunned talking, silence. That, I, no, I'm trying to remember that, that the obelisk actually stimulated evolution. Yes. Yes, right, yes. Yes. So that was the part that I didn't get until I actually looked into it. And I was like, that's why, you know, the Donna Man where, you know, they pick up the tool and then from the tool, then they land on um, the moon and they find another one and they touch that and then they build another set of tools. And that's when they're able to travel um, between planets and that that whole thing. I did not get that until I I had watched it. And I was like, it's still a weird movie. I don't get it. I don't remember it this. And, and then that's when I Googled it. And I was like, oh, my God, Stanley Kubrick amazing absolutely amazing when you, when you realize that that's actually what it was about because you had no idea what are these you know these black you know obelisks that keep popping up it's like i don't understand what those are so then it all like connected the dots so i thought that was you know interesting as far as technology is concerned yeah i am so what prompted me to to use this as a topic is i recently rewatched um Giant mnemonic. Okay. And I love me some William Gibson. Yeah. 
um, you know, which was the short story that the, the movie is based on. Neuromancer yes. changed my life yeah, um, same. in a lot of ways. Um, and, you know, they sort of brought some of the Neuromancer concepts into Giant and Monica. They sort of did a, uh, um, what, what did we used to call them? A mashup, a mashup. No, I haven't heard the term mashup in a while. Mm-hmm. Do a mashup. <laughs> those, yeah. um, um, they did mashup, but I recently watched it because I was feeling a little down and I wanted something comforting to watch. And by the way, I still have, I went, um, I went to the movie premiere in Washington, D.C., um, during college, my woman I worked with, her roommates, uh, sorry, her woman I worked with, her brother was a DJ, and he got us passes to go see it at uh, one of the early premieres. And so I have a T-shirt, that, a black T-shirt that says "Giant Mnemonic" the ult- on the front, and the back it says "The Ultimate Hard Drive." Oh. <laughs> and I've kept that shirt for thirty years. <laughs> I wear it like once a year. Um, <laughs> um, but I've always been, but. Um, so I was watching it and like that technology did not, that technology didn't hold up when the movie came out, you know, you know, when he, you know, when he was trying to, you know, compress and, and put 256 gig into his head and like, Oh my God. Um, and it just, the, it just never worked. And ice T was in it as a, as a villain. And it just was so unbelievable as tech. And again, it, it William Gibson actually, you know, took his name off the movie and recused himself from it because they were just bastardizing it so much to make it palatable. Um, and, you know, they could have gone and, they could have gone a bit techy and people would have watched it. And it's just, yeah. I freaking, yeah. Yeah. So there's been a lot of people posting on my feeds lately about Johnny mnemonic and how much they really? hate it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but that's, like, I guess that's it the... didn't name well for them, but yeah. And, and, you know, and I love me some Keanu Reeves too. I was just going to oh, say yes. that's yeah. Keanu Reeves. Yeah. 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 No, I, I was, when I, when I heard it was coming out, it was a like Keanu Reeves. And it's it's a William Gibson, you know, short story. I was like, oh my god, I'm in heaven. Yes, freaking destroyed it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. did have an amazing cast because you had you had Dolph Lundgren in it. You can't go wrong with that. You had the Henry, every good Henry, 80s and 90s movie was Dolph. Yeah, Lundgren. yeah. You had Henry Rollins. I mean, there's some like class in ter- some classic. I can't believe that... you just said you have Henry Rollins, and then there's some class in the, no classic. Like, the I, same meant, I meant I meant classic. No, no. <laughs> No, no, I'm sorry. All right. Yeah. We'll edit. All, it we'll, was Sean, we'll, all it needed was Sean Young. Right? We'll, we'll edit that out. No, Sean you Young should was, totally keep Sean it. Sean Young was in every bad 80s sci-fi flick. And then a couple of good ones, too. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I mean, if Sean Young hadn't done, um, hadn't done, um, oh, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? Come on, uh, Blade Runner. Um, if she hadn't done Blade Runner, she, yeah, that's the, the one credit to her career, but everything else was awful. Uh, same with Dolph. Same with Dolph. He was also in, in Blade Runner. <laughs> but other than that, yeah. You know, what's always good is the uh, the time travel movies. So, you know, the, the, the question, and I'm thinking about asking this the next interview that I have with somebody. Um, if you had to pick um, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure or Back to the Future, what would you do? Oh, mercy. Oh, good question, right? I I'm think ask it, it by has the way, to be Back to but, the Future. So defend that position, please. Oh, you're asking me you to go, defend it. I am because you're going against Keanu. You're going against George Carlin. No, I mean, it's, it's it's not about the actors. It's about the technology and the concept. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, and, and the science. Like, I mean, Back to the Future deals with paradox. There's yeah. no paradox. Yeah. Yeah. There's it's, no paradox it's, in, it's in the, Bill Ted. The overall story, it's about changing the past and, and how that affects the future and and meddling and, and all that stuff. It, it raises some interesting questions that Bill and Ted's, frankly, doesn't. Bill and Ted is an awesome, enjoyable movie. Don't get me wrong. But it's bubblegum. It's bubblegum. Yes. It all bubble right. Okay. I'll comparison. give you that. Yes. I'll give you that. It's, it's definitely so uh, Back to the Future is absolutely iconic. Right. Because the, and the thing about uh, Back to the Future is there are a lot of, you know, Easter eggs that are planted along the way. So if you like you like you watch the movie, right, they go through like in, in one of the first movies when they go through the mall, they crash through the mall. And the name of the mall is the Twin Pines Mall. Right. Mm-hmm. And they crash through and they wipe out one of the pines. And then in the next movie, when they show the same scene, 
and they're crashing through the mall, it's the Lone Pine Mall, yes. right? Because yeah. the other pine was wiped out. But they never talked about it. They never mentioned it. And it's like almost impossible to like pick that up. But it was like all those like, you know, buried Easter eggs that were in there that made it, you know, yep. definitely a more thoughtful movie in terms of, you know, this is this is more of like, a, you know, something we would do as a keynote than yep. just like a presentation. So- yeah. No. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We would bury shit like that. I did yeah, that yeah. recently. No, we I did that recently in my comic book. Like, like you know, the guy's badge number is Pi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, a couple of things. Um, I, I wanted to have be the golden rule, um, um, the golden ratio, but um, it was like that's too obscure. Like nothing's too obscure. Actually, no. Here's the question I wanted to ask. I was thinking about this uh, when I was prepping for the show. What tech movie, if any, but there's definitely one for me. Um, sort of changed your view about tech or at least you know at least for me in my, in my mind there was a, there's a, at least one movie maybe two that made me realize hey it's okay it's cool to be into tech you're not you know the the random annoying geek in the corner who, who runs the computer lab all right so melissa can't contain herself so she goes first <laughs> yeah <laughs> why does it have to be me there's uh, there's a uh, couple no. that kind of that kind of fit uh, I'll, I'll give you and... my first. My first one was War Games. War Games was that's uh, okay. mind blowing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of our age, it was it was one of the first movies that again it had a real tech. You know, it did the same shit I was doing, dialing into BBSs and stuff. Yes. You know, yeah, night. yeah, yeah. It, it literally was you know a portion of my life, and here was you know Matthew Broderick playing a hero, doing this stuff in a realistic world. You know, getting the girl. You know, and it was just you know it was like hey you know you can be a cool geek etc. Again, and also it came out with what was the um, Revenge of the Nerds was the sort of counterpoint to it in the same you know plus or minus a year. It's like I, I'd rather be Matthew Broderick than, than you know Anthony whatever his name was and who went on to ER. But yeah, in Revenge of the Nerds. So, so the first one that kind of spoke to me as like it's okay to be a chick that's really into science and nerdy shit is um, Alien. Like I'm not even gonna lie. Like, Alien was was it for me. It's like, oh, main character, she's pretty dope. She's tough. Like, she's not just, like, some weak, fragile thing. She's not, like, a nerd that's helpless like so many other roles cast. And and I'm like, okay, this is... This is all right. This is something... This is something I can do, and this is someone I can be, even though other people are saying that it's probably not a good idea. <laughs> like, it's still, it's still an option for me. And then, um, sadly, a little bit, um, as I was kind of coming into things, hackers, like seeing, seeing Angelina Jolie, and even, even as much as I know now about the tech, like seeing that and seeing her just be like, I own this and I'm the best there is and, and being out there like that. Yeah. Like I, I was really kind of into that. <laughs> well, even, even of... we, you know, we, we were mocking sneakers earlier, right? Yeah. Again, you know, um, you know, um, but again, even, you know, the attitude and the cockiness that they had, you know, they weren't apologetic geeks. They weren't outcasts. They, no, they owned shit it. And they did. Yeah. Yeah, they, owned, they did it. Yeah. Again, you know, totally, totally gave you confidence. Yep. Yeah. Scott, yeah. you, um, so I won't go back that far. Um, I will say the movie that like, again, I, I look at things differently than most folks, um, was Wally, and, it, and you Aww. know, the whole thing about, you know, the robot and all that. So, so amazing movie. But what I remember about it was the product placement. All of, it was all <laughs> about the advertisements yes. around everything that was going on in the Wally world. It all came back to oh my god I can't so they must have done a horrible job because I can't remember what was it that they were advertising oh god Jesus Christ I can't believe I can't make the connect the dot on that one um, oh the by and large right because that that was you know the, when the the big box stores were coming around mm -hmm. and you know and just everything that you would do everything it, it's kind of like the Amazon thing right. Where, you know, my, my, my trusted assistant is basically, you know, where I used to go buy my books, right? That's how it all started. But now my, you know, the, the place that I used to buy books basically controls literally every device in this house. 
And yep. it's like, how did that happen? And it just becomes ubiquitous in terms of that. But but yeah, that one was a good one. Again, it was a good movie, and for a lot of a lot of reasons, it it, it was good. But I just remember kind of the 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 advertising piece of that, and the fact that okay, we're gonna not just try and get your attention, but we're gonna influence and change the way you behave because here's all of our devices, knowledge, whatever it is, and they would wrap that around. So that was a that was a good one. That was a good one. Colin, yeah, you got another yeah. one? No, that was different. That was different in a different way. I'm trying to think of that. It's causing me to think a bit like off off topic and, you know, sort of tech influence rather than, you know, personal inspiration, a, a cultural inspiration or whatever. Um, I don't know. I mean, the, the other the other movie that I think is sort of influential on me, but influential in a very different way, and it is sort of based on oh, there's tech in it. Well, there's tech in a lot. You know, any science fiction movie, you know, has tech, at, you know, it's a question of how much the tech is prominent versus just passive in the background. Um, um, but I, I think like the Dune, yes. which I can't wait to see the new one, Yay. you know, um, and, and the actual lack, you know, you had a science fiction movie where tech was lacking, uh, you know, there was, you know, and there's a whole reason why, and I'm sure, you know, folks are, when Dune comes out, whenever it comes out, um, um, you know, you will see why it's lacking, and you know there is a there was an AI revolt, hint, 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 uh, and so that's why AI is forbidden. But again, the fact that you know you can go and proceed and have a future without tech was sort of interesting and eye-opening for me because again, being someone who who loved you know computers and science and and all sorts of geeky shit, I always just assumed it'd be ever ever more prominent. And having this futuristic world where you know it wasn't really was was sort of eye-opening, interesting, and you know, and oh, but also from a storytelling point of view, taught me that. You know, stories need to be basic and human and relate to it, and and the tech should support that. And that's sort of what we're getting at. Sort of the thread of this whole podcast is the tech needs to support it. You know, and it needs to enhance it, but it can't interfere with the human story. You know, or distract you from the human story, and can't supplant it in general. You know. Yeah, good point. Okay, so we're coming up to the top of the hour. Are we? Are we? Are we really? You yeah. must watch the clock. We and are. We are. I mean, we well, could yeah, keep going. Yeah. We could do no, this in no, the no, extended no. version. Yep. Post show. No, we're not. Scott's right. eager to get it out. Scott's up up next. Yeah. I am up next. So I I, I so I put a lot of thought into this. Um. So for uh, the next episode, I would like to. Uh, I'd like us to drink a Chianti because we talked about that a few episodes back, and there is literally not enough Chianti in my life. So I think we're going to go down the route of Chianti. More I'm sure Chianti, Colin... yes. Yeah, yeah. So let's have more Chianti, right? And again, it all comes back to the Silence of the Lambs with the infamous scene, right? So, so that's... then we need to bring brains too now? We don't have to bring brains. You don't liver have to bring is. any fava liver, beans liver or anything like beans. that. Liver. Whatever it is, no, not required. But let's have let's have a nice Chianti. And if it comes in uh, a bottle that has like a wicker basket attached to the bottom of it, that's even better. That's bonus. That's where I was so, going, Scott. Yes. You know that. <laughs> yeah. So we're, I, I we're going to do so, it up. We're going to so, do it up. So Colin's smiling. So he may have that in inventory. Melissa no, knows exactly no. the one she's going to get. So yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna do Chianti. And then so we talked about technology in TV and movies. Uh, so I have a couple of things that I want to tee up around technology in music, right? Music. So in music. And so this can be whatever you want it to be. Um, but the path that I've been going down is that there are some artist albums that I've been listening to. And what you find out things about the album specific around, you know, how it employed you know, a different technology and it was the first to do this and it was the last to do this and it was whatever it was. And then you listen to it again and it's like, oh my God, that is like really cool. So I have a couple of things that I want to talk about specifically around um, how technology has advanced. And I'm talking about like albums and things like that, but it could be, it could be anything from auto tune to, you know, you know, the fact that you don't have to write an album anymore. All you need is like 15 seconds to post on TikTok. By the way, Colin, how's the uh, the TikTok video coming? You got um, you got that started yet? I have got it started. I got sort of a rough concept. I'm flushing uh, it. It's been a hell of a week. Uh, let, me, let me know because I have a couple because I've been watching a couple. I've been flipping you things that I see along the way. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah. So I've got I've got some 
thoughts on that. It's actually, I would steal your idea because I have one that's like baking in the back of my head, but I'm not going to, I will wait. I will allow you to have first posting rights for whatever it is that you're going to do. And then, you know, we'll, I'll, 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 I'll see how, how different it is from, from what I'm playing. So anyway, so we're going to do Chianti and we're going to talk about uh, technology related to music. And again, it could be anything, but I have a couple of things that I have teed up that I specifically want to point out because if you like listening to music, you've heard these, you've heard this stuff uh, a million times. And, you know, some of the things that I've discovered about some of the things that I've listened to, when you listen to it again, it's like, oh my God, because you have that context around, you know, what you're listening to. Cool. No, I, I already thought of what I know. What off the top of my head, I'll do a little research for a couple others. Okay. Um, cause I, um, but it just reminded me that I forgot there was one thing I was going to quiz you on. Um, um, the very first CGI created scene in a movie is it's a it's a Disney flick. Has to be a Disney flick. And no, it's not. Well, okay. Disney Disney now. That's a hint. <laughs> It can't be a Star Wars thing. What, what, what uh, was it? I would guess like The Fly or something. So it was created by ILM. Mm-hmm. But here, in, in, here's true geek crossover, right? ILM, early, 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 when Lucas was trying to get ILM off the ground, right? ILM created a scene for the Star Trek franchise. When they shoot in Star Trek Three, when they shoot the Genesis torpedo at the planet, and really revitalize that planet and, the, and the, you know the, the wave of fire and the life washes over the planet that was the first fully cg you know i mean there may, you know scene like there may be some definition of you know yeah, yeah no, versus I, minutes yeah. but yeah in terms of that was the fully first cgi screen so yeah yeah and it was ILM, it was the the one and only time ILM worked on on, 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 on star trek star trek interesting yes. yeah. good to know yeah, yeah. all right colin bring us home Awesome. So thank you very much. Um, thanks for hanging out with us. Hopefully we weren't too punchy for you. We calmed down a little bit as we got some wine in <laughs> us. Some great French wine. Hopefully you learned a little bit about that. And stay tuned for us next week um, when we go Chianti, Fava Beans, and <laughs> a little Clarice. <laughs> and music. We're going to do music, both and some and tunes. And music, yes. and music to listen to yes. while you're doing that. Exactly. Thanks so much. Really, totally appreciate it. Take us right. home, Melissa. Peace out. Later, thanks. Thank you, thank you, thank you.